0: What conditions
1: are stipulation? Stipulations. Okay, so this has nothing to do with what we're talking about today, but did you know that according to Meatloaf himself, so this has not been verified, but he was there at the JFK assassination? Wow. How about that?
0: <laughs> uh, so, so when he says, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that, does he mean throwing his body in front of JFK to He's keep him alive? He's got
1: some... Yeah, I mean, like, he has a pretty high bar. Apparently he says that, like, the Secret Service commandeered his car, which to me seems like... How old was Meatloaf during the JFK that assassination? That was kind of what I thought, too. Like, he ha- was he old enough to have a car? I, How okay, old so is Meatloaf? What? I got. I gotta wonder. You really gotta wonder because the story must have enough merit to it that it's not been immediately debunked. I don't know when this came out, but like. But also, people are pretty Howard distracted Stern. right now, so maybe he's just oh, like. A while I'm a to tell. Wait, I think wait, it was a while see. ago, and it was on Howard Stern. Oh well, no are one's ever was... lied on
0: Howard Stern before, so. exactly. Right. Oh, he's seventy-three.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense because Rocky Horror uh-huh. was like a long time ago and he was an adult then that's true i would have bought it more i think if he said that he just was passing through or something but the whole bit about the secret service commandeering is car that's a little far-fetched i don't
0: i mean know. i guess he could have been like yeah i'm gonna need to see the receipts on that one milo yes Sorry.
1: definitely i need to uh,
0: see some hard proof on that one if before i buy true, into it
1: if it's true good that's for him I everyone, guess.
0: everyone should have one one wild story in their lives, you know? And
1: Meatloaf definitely had no other sources for that.
0: True, we've done nothing <laughs> else. So,
1: yeah. uh, well, This is Exceedingly Persuasive. I'm Brooke yeah. Rogers. And I'm Mackenzie Brennan. And Welcome. Meatloaf appearing in absentia today. Um, oh my gosh, so yesterday was Epiphany, January 6th, the day that the wise guys arrived with Jesus' little treats. And my mom bought me this as a little Christmas present. Andrew's teen slave alibi explodes. She was like, yeah, I saw it at the checkout, and it seemed like a good gift because you guys have been talking about Prince Andrew. I was like, yeah, no, it's... Frame it. In keeping Frame it, with it, put the situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that was all that went on yesterday on
0: January 6th. Well, much like the wise men bringing gifts <laughs> to baby Jesus, a group of... <laughs> some some men and also some women the men
1: descended on a gift
0: of uh
1: they descended on a ceremonial event we can say that
0: <laughs> it wasn't a barn it was the uh capitol building and it wasn't a gift as much as um a coup a coup <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, it's they, like they brought a coup. Frankincense, myrrh, and a coup. Wait, those were the and an three little Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> yesterday <laughs>
0: was wild because what yes, uh, we're recording on January seventh, twenty twenty-one, or as I am calling Ooh. it, until further notice, twenty twenty, part two, the return. Yeah,
1: honestly, <laughs> like we couldn't even have a week of peace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the illusion of peace. God. <laughs>
0: It's like every Halloween movie where you're just like, this guy again? Not again. (laughs) Like, how does he keep coming back? Why will not he just leave us alone?
1: Yeah, I Um, mean.
0: Yeah, so yesterday I woke up to the news that the uh, Republicans had lost majority of the Senate yeah, I thought that was going to be the big headline of yesterday. We all did McKenzie because we're naive like, little babies.
1: Well, see, I didn't even know that the Electoral College was convening to do this, like, certifying of the votes, because as you and I have been tracking and sharing with everybody, this wasn't even a big date. I mean, I think it was prescribed by the Constitution that it has to take place at this point from whenever they set January 20th, because I know that's mm-hmm. moved around a bit, but, like, the, the big things really happen in the states because they're the ones who are in control of state elections. So them certifying and the last states to contest it in a formal sense. um, And then the electoral college actual vote. Those are all different dates. Like those are all done. And this really was largely ceremonial. And so there wasn't really any decision being made. It was just that the states and their electors turn over these mahogany boxes with the counts and read them out loud. And then I guess they're added together to reach the number that we already know.
0: Yeah, it's it's ceremonial (laughs) entirely. So we were all blindsided. You know who wasn't blindsided by this? Who? My boyfriend, who got Caleb, who got on an early, very early morning Amtrak and went down to DC to cover this, which I did not find out about until I had texted him and I was like, "Are you seeing what's going on at the Capitol?" (laughs) And he. He like, didn't get back to you right away, but I just thought he was busy writing, which is what he does yeah, for a living.
1: and obviously there's a lot going on wherever you are. Exactly, so if I didn't think that, anything yeah. of it. And then a few hours later, he's like, oh, I'm
0: here. I'm in D.C. I'm kind of and I'm like, I saw you 17
1: hours ago. You're in D.C.? He's like, wait a second, si- wait. <laughs> Excuse me, but he apparently saw chatter about it. I know that the last call, if you will, to action from Trump, which like, one of the many indications that... This is his fault actively. Like he, he summoned people to do this. But um, I think the night before, in anticipation of this, he's like, hopefully Mike Pence will. Mm -hmm. um, I forget the word that he used, but like uh, overturn or contest, like that something implying that as the vice president, that Pence and and president of the Senate had the authority to just like get rid of this total yeah um which, which is, is not, not true it's not even kind of accurate <laughs> that, like, no,
0: yeah no one i don't even know where he got that i don't know why he but the, had that people who are
1: marching on the capitol um said that they're like no yeah. he does have the authority to do that it, i mean wow but and the then when is, you zoom out a little this is a freaking reality star it's a b-list reality star that they're doing this for which is just bonkers to me
0: I mean, it's a failed. Yeah, he's a, he's a failed uh, real estate businessman. Like trust ha- fund
1: baby, failed real estate man. Got and bankrupted like, five. Went bankrupt five C or C times. List. Um, uh, yeah, it's so good
0: well. to remind ourselves of where we're at a little bit. What? Uh, just, and and, just, and it, <laughs> king of the morons. <laughs> just sitting atop that hill, though. Oh. Um, but the thing is, we kind of should have seen this coming. All of yeah. us, and certainly the Capitol Police, should have seen it coming <laughs> because Trump has been fomenting this for yeah. two months. He has been, um, claiming this I rhetoric, mean, yeah, it, but since, the, like since the election, and yeah,
1: but certainly since it didn't go his way, there's been he a has heightening been of tensions. telling his supporters
0: that the election was stolen from him, that their okay. votes uh, were, were stolen, that they meant nothing because the Democrats wanted to seat Biden, and that- Which, like, um, in what
1: world is this our dream? Like, again, I don't like to spend energy on bashing Biden, especially when we're in this very tenuous- Home stretch before he's actually seated mm. as president, but, um... Oh, trust like, me, I'll bash Biden plenty for the both of us post-inauguration. Well, <laughs> like, in what world was this... This is kind of like what I said last week about, um... Does anybody really think that our political system is that good at getting shit done that they would put chips in the vaccines. Does anyone really think that the Democrats and people who don't vote for Trump, people left of center, love Biden that much? Like, what are you talking that's about? You morons. That's
0: what I think we we really um, should at least, like, acknowledge here, is that this reaction, this incredible reaction it's of uh, Trump supporters <laughs> invading the Capitol building and breaking through windows and um, hanging the Trump flag off the f- the, uh, a balcony outside the Senate floor. I mean, this floor. is hundreds of federal crimes. Like oh, that. absolutely. Th- they did this because a conservative, moderate Democrat, the most conservative, who ran for president, got elected. That's, this is their
1: reaction. Th- their their insane reaction. I mean, you look at the margin by which Biden won, and the efforts to protect the election on both sides of the aisle beforehand and the number of challenges like if there was anything to be found boy was the trump administration gonna find it um i mean adding yeah he spent millions of taxpayer dollars on uh on the uh looking for fraud every single lawsuit got dismissed i don't think we've mentioned because i think it happened what feels again like weeks ago the whole calling georgia to say why don't you find eleven thousand seven hundred eighty, whatever it was that Trump actually called to suggest himself, like, mm-hmm. uh, that they supplant the numbers and, like, quote-unquote, find, heavy quotes, the exact correct number. I just of votes
0: want 11,780 votes. That's all he wanted. Why can't you just, out of the
1: air. Yeah, why can't
0: you just scrounge up these votes for me? Right. So is, I mean, like, that is so the reaction of someone who thinks that he can like negotiate his way into anything or, like, just- gotten him here yeah so it, it's, it's, it's tv magic surprising
1: it didn't work yeah he's
0: like yeah he's like no, no no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep insisting you give me this thing until you give me give it to me that's how Which all of this so works
1: entitled right? rich white boy who i remember from some story that he's like you know i didn't start with this I- I had to get a million dollar loan from my dad to start out. It's like, oh yes, as all of us did when we're pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps, get our million dollar loan from dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has. Yeah, it's the it's
0: the it's the brainworms of someone who has never actually um, had to live yeah. in the real world. Yeah, you know, he's, the, he, yeah. he's he's never had to face consequences for anything because um, even after even after all those bankruptcies, even after um, all of the, the um, allegations agenda. of sexual assault. Allegations uh, of
1: sexual assault.
0: You know, the, you know, his father's company being sued by um, the state because of discrimination. <laughs> yeah. All of the, his entire life, he's never had to face consequences He's for
1: failed his upwards, yeah. Is all is the
0: remarkable. way, he's in his 70s, and he has never had to face consequences for his actions. He's been able to con his way out of consequences his entire life. So why, why
1: wouldn't that yeah, work Yeah, why would we expect, just kind of, it's parallel to the whole, why is anyone surprised by this? I'm honestly surprised that Civil War of some sort, or like, you know, the first violent brushes of it have not happened earlier. So um, one thing that's worth noting is that this has not happened in terms of breaching the U.S. Capitol. So T-O-L is the building. T-A-L is a city. So Mm -hmm. nobody has breached the U.S. Capitol security and gotten to Senate chambers, except for one time in the past, and that was during the War of 1812. So in 1814, over 200 years ago, this happened once. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously that was a war. So And I'm surprised it hasn't happened more often since
0: apparently it's so goddamn easy. You can just walk
1: in. That's the thing, is that like we know it's not because the other and we'll get more to the distinction between this and a protest, and this and other times when the police have been deployed, this and other times when the first amendment was being exercised lawfully. But this is not a protest. And when women were protesting Kavanaugh's nomination they were handcuffed for just mm. standing out, outside uh, holding signs. When people were protesting the repeal of the ACA and the court cases that would have precipitated parts of that, um, people who were wheelchair-bound were being lifted out of their wheelchairs yeah. and arrested. Mm-hmm. So, like, physically, just, I mean, the lack of yeah. dignity if you are- and the aggression of that... If you are waving the right side's
0: flags, if you're larping for the right side as revolutionaries, <laughs> it's God. easy. If you and and that's something that like so just to I mean I'm assuming everyone already knows what we're talking about, but just to give you a little brief synopsis, uh, a, a bunch of, of Trump LARPing. supporters, uh, the larping, a bunch <laughs> of Trump supporters, started out as a protest that had that was happening outside. Um, became an invasion of the Capitol building where they moved And it was in. like this. Yeah, it, it happened really so quickly. I the was same- watching
1: TV and I didn't even notice until I think I, I went to get a cup of coffee and I came back and the Senate was on lockdown. Like yeah. I was watching the votes and one second Mitch McConnell was on the verge of tears, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> but talking about actually how we had to accept the results of the election. And then I come back and the Capitol has been breached and both houses are on lockdown.
0: <laughs> they moved into the oh, building no. and then they moved into the uh, Senate floor. Then they were overtaken. They were, senators were hiding under chairs and being evacuated yeah. in the basement. Um, they uh, uh, gas masks. The, the, these, um, I guess we should decide on the word that we want to use. Rioters? Is that the word you want to use?
1: Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of a good noun for the individuals. Morons is really all that comes to mind. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we can use that sp-
0: sparingly. We should probably decide on the wor- the actual word insurrectos. Is. I don't. Yeah know. the 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 people who were like laying siege to the Capitol building, the rioters, they started breaking in windows and crawling to the windows. They were crawling up the balconies. They were, they were like, crawling over the walls, surrounding the building, um, and they, they made their way through. They occupied Representative Nancy Pelosi's office. Um, there was a photo yeah. of a guy sitting in, at her desk in her chair. He uh, later stole a piece of her mail. There were people um, out on the, on so the dais. So like dumb. They, they got, they, got they into both houses. Throughout. Yeah, moving throughout the build. Yeah, the, both houses of Congress. They were moving throughout the building, and really nothing was done to stop them. In fact... Um, and this was, this started, uh, becoming, like, obvious after, uh, about an hour or so. Um, there was a video of a the Capitol police. police officer taking a selfie with one of the, uh, rioters. There was a post by a, an active Metro DC police officer that claimed that there were, uh, off-duty cops in, among the rioters and active members of the military. Shocking.
1: Shocking that they were there. I mean did you see that beautiful tweet? It just encapsulated it so well. They're like, why are you guys surprised that nobody's getting arrested? Do you guys see Hannah Montana on stage and ask where Miley is? Because yeah. like, <laughs> some of the, I, I do know that, and lest we come off, I, I struggle because I don't want to dignify anything about their cause. And they really are moronic. Like that is the, that just kept echoing through my head yesterday how stupid this whole thing was and a lot of them are dressed up like they're tailgating i mean Mm -hmm. they have their faces painted they look like the most ragtag gang of idiots that ever couldn't decide what to do when you got access to nancy pelosi's office like (laughs) i don't know what they were but that aside um that should not detract from or be heard to detract from the reality of the violence and the threat to our democracy that that this siege represented and so I think those are two separate spheres in my head and I want mm-hmm. to delineate that and obviously there were some capital guards who um did do what they could there was a video of a guy with uh, you know I don't know whether he's a security like I don't know who was who at that point but just one police officer or capital guard member facing down an onslaught of people and like trying to wave his baton as they're pushing him back up on the stairs um a couple people died. There was one woman who was shot as she tried to storm the building, and mm-hmm. she eventually died. I think there were three who... Um, Sustained medical injuries during the one insurrection. Um, one teased himself in the face and had a heart attack, which I will not comment on.
0: Enough, um, move past we'll that.
1: Just, this wasn't like a bungling Keystone Cops moment, even though their strategy once they got in was so ragtag. It was so ridiculous.
0: That's um, the thing is, okay, so my, my thoughts on this are, and yeah, just to, so I, I think that it needs to be acknowledged that obviously this group was treated with much lighter hands than Um, a Black Lives Matter protest, or any leftist group would have been treated. We saw that during the uh, Black Lives Matter protest in D.C. over the summer. There was a lot of tear gas used, rubber bullets were used, um, there was much more preparation, and they were bringing the hammer
1: down. Trump actually has a role in that, too, because as the executive, he was the one, and you remember you and I talked about that in our Black Lives Matter episode, that he summoned the National Guard to go to Portland and to be deployed when he wanted to hold up a Bible outside that church like that he doesn't even attend and not his Bible. But that as the executive, obviously, a lot of people were highlighting the different treatment. And some of that is because obviously law enforcement treats different causes differently, different skin colors differently. But a big part of it this time is that Trump did not call in the National Guard and that's his job as the executive. And, uh, you know, obviously he has them prepared when it's mm-hmm. a cause that he doesn't like. And this time he was yeah. very hesitant to do that. And there's, there is a
0: systemic bias that favors, that favors white middle-class or upper-class people, which a lot of the writers were. Um, something that maybe Sarah Lyons pointed out is that The rhetoric around uh, the protesters is that it's like, oh, well, you know, these are just a bunch of hicks from, like, rural America who th- there's this, like, almost, like, classist thing to it where these sure. uh, hillbillies came in and tried to raid the the Capitol. But a lot of these people, Nick Fuentes and um, Baked Alaska, both of whom
1: are... God um, damn it. But can extremely you ...extremely
0: far-right, yeah, alt-right commentators who were live-streaming from the Capitol building. There was, it was apparently the son of a Brooklyn judge at the riots. Oh, yeah.
1: And the guy in the Viking hat, also appropriating Native American culture, but definitely white, definitely um, shirtless, and with his face painted like he was going to a football tailgate. Um, he was from Arizona, and he was the one who occupied the dais. So, like, definitely don't want to smack of any classist nonsense. And I do think that that, you know, it's classist, and it tends to belittle the the severity of it. But right, yeah. But in terms yeah. of this of their tactics mm-hmm. and But this wasn't like a proletariat movement
0: that came in. It wasn't it oh, a was, was leftist cause. It was it was clear that they were pro-Trump and that made, I, I believe, the fact that they were pro-Trump and Trump's rhetoric up to that day had been not only kind to the supporters who had planned to show up, but actively encouraging them to show up and, quote unquote, make their voices heard. And even walk down there. uh, Absolutely. In the 24 hours before this happened, he was sending out tweets that said, the people will not accept the results of this election. And he was, uh, you know, slamming the the GOP for not defending him enough. And he kept saying, you know, the the, the people will make their voices known. And that's what happened. And so when you have the president, the commander in chief, the executive, saying that in the 24 Mm -hmm. hours leading up to this, and then you have him coming out the day of, and he released this this absolutely <laughs> mollycoddling video in the middle of all this that said, "We love you. You were right to be angry. We understand, but you have to go home. This was no stolen violence from you. you have to from go home. us.
1: Yeah. Be like, I understand that you're mad that this was stolen from us, and it was. And they now see what happens when they steal it. It, it was. He was talking out of both sides of his mouth. You can't absolutely. say that because he didn't want to do
0: that. He didn't want to. Right. He didn't want to put this video out. He didn't condemn them, and he didn't want to condemn them.
1: No, but he had- and they knew that that hedging was intentional. And this is actually a good segue to the distinction between protest and uh, riot, insurrection, coup, whatever you want to call it, an attempt to overthrow a duly elected government, mm-hmm. um, and also the potential legal culpability that Trump might have and what he might be wanting to do about that. So. First of all, just to make it very clear, because I saw some people kind of grappling with, um, I I support the right to protest. And obviously, because other protests under Trump have been characterized as such coup-like activities, it's kind of confusing that the government is is characterizing one protest that seems nonviolent and, yeah, has some outliers here and there. But is organized, is peaceful, is well-intentioned. Seeing that characterized as some sort of insurrection and then having this actually violent, actually infringing, unprotected action characterized- Invasion of the
0: Capitol building with the intent to intimidate members of Congress into not ratifying an election. A duly elected government. Yeah, that's what the intention of this was.
1: There were two, at least two improvised explosive devices found. Many, many of them were armed. They, you know, if were upset about shattering windows and property damage. Boy, they had that in spades. They had staffers and elected, essentially, this is like a designated survivor situation because mm-hmm. all of the elected officials um, were evacuated one by one to an undisclosed location armed with gas masks. I mean, this is not people blocking a street because, you know, the police have committed violence or protesting Kavanaugh, for example, as something that actually happened on Capitol Hill. Mm -hmm. This, the First Amendment and the right to protest do not cover, and this is a very clear distinction for us to make in our heads, they don't cover attempts to intimidate or commit violence against a duly elected government. They don't, protect violence in general so Mm. when i don't think higher cause is to break into the capital and intimidate the government out of doing what the people elected um that's not a protest that is no longer a protest it's not first amendment speech and expression it's a coup it's an attempted coup yeah and there's there's two thoughts i have on that the first is that um
0: it's really funny because uh, the word, the term soft coup was thrown around a lot in the last four <gasps> years. Oh, oh, you know, a- you. A- attempting to impeach the president for for uh, violations he actually committed is a soft coup. Or like any form of resistance against Trump is a, is a soft coup. Really, This is what a hard coup looks like, in case you were wondering. This is what an attempt at a hard coup looks like.
1: The key I mean, to that how- is duly elected. Just like the key distinction there is that, like you said, the impeachment is not frivolous. It's not against... Uh, I'm trying to think of like a verbal parallel that this was against duly elected, lawfully maintained elections and that constitutionally prescribed procedure, whereas the impeachment was also a constitutionally prescribed procedure that happens to be in place to get rid of somebody who has violated the oath of office Mm -hmm. to defend and protect the Constitution. So, I mean, there's not even merit to that being a soft coup because impeachment is there lawfully to get rid of somebody who's not done their job correctly. But, okay. I mean, absolutely, and then uh, the
0: second point is that there's been, there's been this like really from this attempt to, especially by centrists or people on the right, to um, for centrists, it's you know, well, we condemn property destruction on both sides. You know, this is it's bad when Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, kicks in a Starbucks window, and it's it's also bad when uh, you know the right storms the Capitol building, and they act, it's it's almost like this equivalency thing where they act like it's the same. We don't have and, to pretend no there's relativism. a moral. Exactly, we don't have to pretend there's a moral equivalency between people protesting police brutality and the right invading the Capitol building. We can point out the fact that there are these are two different groups of people who are fighting for two different things, and one of them is fighting for overturning a, a, a legitimate election, and the other yes. is fighting for acknowledgement of, of of humanity
1: maybe it's worth like you and I talking through because sometimes even though we intrinsically understand what the difference is to articulate it, especially, you know, I always picture myself when I'm facing down, if you will, and I love them, but like my conservative family members, what do you say the difference is beyond the cause, which obviously Mm. we see merit in one cause over the other, but in terms of the behavior, um, the distinction that I see and, that if I were pressed to articulate it more clearly is kind of similar to when you talk about like tearing statues down. That The distinction mm-hmm. that I make is what are they known for? What were their main contributions? And Confederates, it's so obvious that their only contribution and their only goal was Confederacy, slavery, racism, etc. Yeah. Um, and then maybe we just have a conversation about folks who are celebrated for reasons that are different, but mm-hmm. have morally flawed pasts. So I see that as kind of a similar way to view these two sets of people and two actions that the people marching on the Capitol, even the ones who like didn't enter the building, their intention and their goal was to en masse with most of them armed um, and rallied by the president to overthrow the results of an election that was carried out properly, to infringe on the halls of justice on the capital of our country and, prevent that from happening. Whereas Black Lives Matter, there was anecdotal um, property damage, which honestly, like, I don't like to say this because it's such a, it's almost a dog whistle for apologists, but I I don't like violence on any side. I think that it makes it easier to commit it back and forth. And I think that oftentimes third parties suffer with property damage and stuff. Mm -hmm. But That's like saying you don't like football because when your favorite team wins, people destroy shit in the streets. That's not the fault of the cause, and that's not the point of the marching. Mm. There are some outliers who commit property damage in a lot of group situations, but Mm. that's not what Black Lives Matter is doing, and that's not why they're there.
0: Yeah, and and these two causes are not morally equal, and I just don't think we can pretend, property protection aside, that looting a target is the same thing as invading the Capitol building of the United States. Look at the ratio
1: of people committing it on each side. Like, that mm-hmm. you have anecdotal examples with BLM, and oftentimes, if you look into it, they're not even affiliated with the, the official cause and the official protesters and organizers, because usually it's people like Logan Often Paul. Often they're
0: condemned by the, the official protesters, exactly. or they are told not, mm-hmm. not to start these situations. Not Whereas start, here. And, mm-hmm. and we saw m- multiple videos of that over the summer are of people saying just that. Organizers saying, do not start trouble. And in some cases, that like, trouble was started anyway. But often, at Black Lives Matter protests, the police were escalating the tension right. and escalating, escalating um, confrontation between them and the protesters. Or just, creating it. just again, or creating, creating it. Over and over again. Or creating it. Yeah. And it can't be ignored that this situation at the Capitol could have ended with a lot more lives lost and a lot more violence had the police... Um, <laughs> approach them with the same kind of uh uh, mistrust and malice that they approached black lives matter goal of taking lives i
1: know it's such a tricky thing to negotiate too because um my impulse is never and it really supports the whole that we need systemic overhaul of law enforcement at large because i don't want more people to die in any situation absolutely not absolutely not It shows that our best case scenario for intervening at something like this in the system that we have is is probably more loss of life. But then moving on to the government officials specifically who either incited or were complicit in inciting this expression, uh, expression such as it is. So inciting speech is also not protected by the constitution. So anybody who inspires violence or breaking of laws that's not protected as protest or expression either. And if you add to that incitement, the goal of overthrowing the duly elected government, that's called sedition. And that is a treasonous offense, which is one of the capital crimes listed in the constitution. Technically, this is the type of thing that people in the past um, have been executed for. Mm. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, I don't, like I just said, I don't ever advocate for more loss of life. Yeah, I'm anti-death penalty. I'm anti-police
0: brutality against anyone. Actually, I I really wanted to note, I really wanted to say this before we moved forward. Um, There was a tweet by... someone named uh, Ty Winters. It looks like mm-hmm. he's a pediatric doctor and a medical director. Mm-hmm. His at is at TMSWDO, and he put it very succinctly. He said, we're not asking for you to shoot them like you shoot us. We're, mm-hmm. we're asking you to not shoot us like you don't shoot them, which is, I think, kind of encapsulates right. the, the idea that police brutality against anyone, loss of life in these situations is always morally reprehensible. But what when so when people are pointing to it's the just fact that right now yeah right, when people are pointing the fact that there wasn't as much aggression against the rioters at the Capitol this week uh, they're not saying we want you to to right. be more aggressive they're saying when we protest we want you to treat us like you treat them
1: with that same kind of deference and uh, benefit of the doubt and there's probably exactly. if there were a better law enforcement system that was not so inherently violent and so like. Uh, black and white in a binary sense Mm -hmm. and also in a racial sense. Yeah. There would be an easier solution to say something along the lines of there's a happy medium and there should have been more arrests. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, arrest is tough because it depends on a carceral system, whatever. But maybe, maybe in a Pollyanna world, this could be a way for people on the other side of the aisle to understand if you say like, hey, what if they'd handled your very confused cousin in the same way that they handle protesters at BLM events, mm-hmm. your little cousin would be dead. Yeah. Isn't it maybe a good idea to re-examine how we do law enforcement? Maybe that could be a way of reaching, I don't know. Why can't there be that
0: lack of... A- um, escalation at yes. all at all protests. That that by the way the, the, the yeah cameras. the the Black Lives Matter protesters were not invading the Capitol. They never did that. They never entered the halls of Congress. And so it's you know nor it, has
1: anybody by the way for two hundred plus years. So we have a really long streak, and they ruined it. Yeah. Mm. Um. And so I, I think that we need one of those like workplace calendars. Like it has been zero days since our last workplace injury, and now we have to put it back to fucking zero. <laughs> I can wrap up my um, incitement and sedition. Oh, yeah, case. please go ahead. Um, yeah, so a lot of folks, obviously we've heard some conversations about the 25th Amendment, which is when members of the cabinet or, uh, you know, the vice president essentially, it's never been asserted before, but they say that the president should be removed because of mental unfitness. Um, a lot of folks talking about impeachment again, which is is rightful in my opinion, um, because the sedition is a, a top tier federal crime. Um, and it's really hard to argue that that didn't happen here, even though Trump has now like uh, hours ago issued some video talking about a peaceful transition of power, but not quite walking anything back. Um, so I think all those are valid political strategy aside. I don't know. I think that it would be just as strong a strategy to make a, a statement like that. Mm. And it would be really funny, even though it would nowhere near redeem Pence, but it would be really funny if he turned on, on Trump now. You don't gotta hand it to Pence. Uh, no. But
0: he he did refuse to, um, which he couldn't have done anyway, but he refused to play ball with Trump over. Uh, I mean, he could have tried, votes. I
1: guess. But like, the thing is, I think I said this to you before we were recording, but like, I don't understand why this is the line for so many of them, especially mm. when it was such a clear, and smooth and like even sloped progression Mm -hmm. i i saw again this i literally got back on twitter because of this and the georgia election but Mm -hmm. i have not regretted it yet um somebody said like well that escalated steadily and completely as predicted over the last four years (laughs) yeah so i I don't know why now um because you got mike pompeo stepping down for some reason, um, Lindsay Melania's, Graham uh, said, "You know, Lindsey yeah, Graham i 'I'm enough. done. i, I this, is, Ooh, this is the last daddy. straw. I'm done.'" Daddy, okay. Yeah. Uh, Melania's chief of staff stepped down. I guess that was the the line for her too. Yeah. That's great. Um, and all yeah. I have to say about all of this
0: is, in the immortal words of JoJo, "It's too little, too late."
1: Uh you. Ooh. The, the What? I, like what, what I, I said. Marine, so I don't get it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, Criterion collection material there. <laughs>
0: uh, the, um, the. I mean, the, what I, what my response to that is they're jumping ship.
1: They're yes. they they see they where this is going. They're sinking ship. Absolutely. They,
0: uh, Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Melania's chief of staff, Mike Pompeo. Everybody who
1: came out <laughs> and said whoever the, whoever the hell Melania's chief of staff is, I guess her Stephanie yeah, Graham Grissom. Oh yes. I don't know. Grisham. It's some. It's Grisham? some No, some name. the astronaut who died
0: um the yeah but the the, they they are and like they see how where this is going they understand that they are trying to protect their legacy by distancing themselves from him the last possible minute after they think he's not politically useful anymore and uh they are just they're just trying to save their own skin because he's just shooting himself in the
1: face it's literally i mean to go with the rats from a sinking ship analogy um I mean, it's literally the Titanic is almost perpendicular to the water and seconds like to me that obviously there's very little nuance and room for error in the way that we analyze things. And so this won't happen as ideally as I'd like it to. And in my world, it's like, yeah, obviously, this is what they're doing. Mitch McConnell should not be saved by this. Pence should not be saved. Like none of them should get any sort of grace for just um, enabling the last him minute. for four years and propping up his but, conspiracy you know, theory about election yes. fraud
0: for the last two months. They and are responsible fracturing, for this.
1: Like this is not where it ends. I don't think mm-hmm. this is where it ends. And in fact. Uh, boy, I wish I could credit the reporter, but there were so many folks reporting so many things yesterday. But, um, I heard somebody who had encountered a protester on Capitol Hill who said if it essentially, if it doesn't end with protest today, it'll be, uh, like I'm thinking muskets tomorrow, but, but something like there'll be bloodshed tomorrow. Um, I'm making it too colonial. But it, the implication of whatever they said being that, like, if this gonna, doesn't they're work... They're going to draw
0: their broadswords tomorrow.
1: <laughs> they're going to bring out their, their pikes in the morning. They're going to get out their, their red coats and their blue coats. The and cannons will the be cannons. wheeled out by Dawn. <laughs> yeah. But, you anyway, I mean, that was the implication, is that um, if this doesn't work today, like, the war isn't over. We're going to battle tomorrow. And so... Who the fuck the knows what is, the next phase is?
0: You're probably using all of this, you know, uh, 1776 revolutionary, uh, you know, rhetoric because that's what they do. That's that's what that's, that's what like, that's the way goal. that we talk about this because it's kidding? so it's so theatrical. It's so dramatized. You know, they're american
1: Like I hate that because it it kind of smacks of American exceptionalism and like we have some sort of national pathos that goes beyond, um, like what can be defined. It's the kind of shit you hear from people who say that English is the national language or something, but it really is on American. And when you heard, I don't know if you saw some of the clips of other leaders talking Mm -hmm. about what was happening and it was, um, it was embarrassing It was, it was surreal and it was scary and it was embarrassing. I mean, they had the secretary general of NATO saying (laughs) essentially what you hear from people when, you know, there are insurrections in Venezuela or in Turkey where they're like, we support the duly elected government and we recognize Joe Biden and we, we wish strength to Mm. the people trying to maintain. And I'm like, oh my God, what is, where do I live?
0: This is where I will disagree with you. This is what? 100% pure America, baby, because it's yeah, happening it's here right till, now. I mean, it's, it is. And I, I feel right. like there, but there's in terms all this of rhetoric that's, yeah, but th- there's all this rhetoric that's like, you know, people are like, you know, this isn't this isn't who we are, this isn't America. Um, but it is,
1: it clearly is, because it's happening I mean, here. Yes, and, definitely, we'll about, because it's happening here. But it, you right, look at the I founding I, fathers I and what they set, like, what they set out as goals for us, and um, just given that I... Have a background in constitutional law. I, I like to have some optimism and recognize the legacy that we came from, and it's the Ben Franklin quote. And again, I'm going to sound like more Pollyanna than I mean to, but I mean it sincerely. That somebody, uh, a woman, had asked him, "What kind of government did you give us?" Like they were leaving the Constitutional Convention, and he said, "A republic, madam, if you can keep it." Yeah. And I think I think that's beautiful, and it it that's where the intention was, and boy we've shot it in the face. Yeah I think
0: think that I think that we do need to acknowledge that um, you know America has a history the United States has a history of um, pointing to places like where there are uh, insurrections sometimes sometimes uh, worthy insurrections and
1: other and other. Oh yeah um, but violent ones against an elected government like the fact is that we are absolutely flawed and our democracy is not a full democracy and um, there are many systemic changes that have to take place. But I think the fact that this has only happened once before in our history in terms of breaching the mm-hmm. actual seat of our government um, and that it was so long ago is a statement to the fact that um, it's no moral reflection on any other country. It's not a hierarchy sort of reflection, but that we are... The country that others look to as the seat of democracy, I think that Trump really damaged that. I think G.W. Bush damaged that. Uh, Nixon yeah. obviously did in his day. Um, but the situation has been slowly deteriorating it, over a very long period of time. It certainly has. But, but the, this is unusual. It hasn't yeah. happened in, in centuries. And that mm-hmm. other places are shaken. The fact that it's being reported on in other countries is insane. Yeah. But America, America looks like a failed state. To these it other, does. to our allies
0: and to our uh, our global and enemies yes. right now, and we that's look a weak. Huge thing, and we look rightfully weak because we are weak right we now. We are weak right now.
1: I yeah. mean, a bunch the of guys
0: that... who are dressed like people that you see at your local sports bar on a Saturday, and the idiots at the like, sports walked bar, into not the even capital. the good ones, <laughs> not even the ones you want to I mean, go to a sports bar on a Saturday. That's what I mean. But, like a, it's bunch the gross ones. a bunch of shirtless, a bunch of shirtless middle-class of bros yes. with their face painted and body paint on them, wearing Viking helmets, walked into the goddamn Capitol building. Arizona. How can you say <laughs> that we're a successful state that the, you know, I'm not saying you personally, I'm saying like, how can other, how, oh, yeah. that, how can other countries hell. look it's to us fragile. as a repre- representatives of de- democracy? It's ridiculous. We
1: look I think ridiculous. there's more fear. I think there's more fear than, than laughter at this point because our allies, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and from us, too, because so much of it is, I don't think it's all lost. Uh, You see pendulum swings in the past. Obviously, um, we've had dark days before, um, and maybe this is a good leap to pardoning, because Mm -hmm. um, the two examples that I was going to give of, like, can Trump pardon himself preemptively, which is something that you and I had talked about before, But uh, the two examples of pardon law in recent controversial past were like kind of show the poles of the pendulum swing to me. So one was Ford pardoning Nixon preemptively, actually, for any crimes that he might be charged with. And Ford, in doing that, um, defined a window of time and said any acts he might have committed that might be charged as federal crimes in this time pardoned. so that was one Let example early. Yeah. Because right and now,
0: multiple no aides have come forward and said that Trump uh, it has been discussing pardoning himself Including. before he leaves
1: office. And, and he obviously has entertained it before because it came up in the impeachment debate. Uh, Giuliani at that point said there's no way that he would entertain doing something like that because he might be impeached for it. He talked about like, preemptively pardoning his kids for anything that they did. Um, So that's one poll is the Gerald Ford example that was preemptive. And it shows that 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 power can be exercised before a crime is charged, which is yikes. Um, Mm -hmm. Pardoning is a messy business. And I think it needs to be fixed to do more help and less harm. But then on the other end of the the pendulum swing trajectory, you have Jimmy Carter um, pardoning everybody who was a draft dodger in Vietnam. So that was also a preemptive pardon, and Jimmy very Carter, unspecific. the only good president. <laughs> okay, no, we gotta. You can't say that because you got Lincoln. Um, FDR uh, did some good shit. He's my favorite president. I um, love Jimmy I Carter. He's a good guy. I'm glad that he's still alive. And all the surviving presidents did stand together in condemning this. Um, for what it's worth, so that's good. Um, but yeah, Just, so it, oh boy, we're in a rough. I spot. don't. <laughs> one thing I learned today, there is an office of the pardon attorney as part of the Department of Justice and the executive branch. That's kind of crazy. Um, Preemptive self-pardons have never been done, arguably because they've never been needed. I guess they discussed it during the Nixon presidency, unsurprisingly. Um, And there was a, a Justice Department opinion that said It probably couldn't be done because of the longstanding legal principle, which makes a lot of sense, that nobody can act as judge for themselves Mm -hmm. in their own case, which that would be what this is. Um, Another suggestion is that it could act like um, immunity, that maybe it keeps you immune until you're out of office, and then, which wouldn't help Trump at all. uh, But sure, give it a shot. Um, And for anybody who wants to. Have the citation or some fun thing to say when they're at that sports bar next? Uh, it does come from Article Two, Section Two, the the presidential pardon power. Um, the better you so, post COVID,
0: by the way. Don't go to a sports bar right now. Don't yeah, just wait it
1: out a little bit. <laughs> um, but also, it's fun to remember that a lot of the cases against Trump that would come up would likely be under a Biden administration Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. So. They're not going to hold back in the same way. I'm going to bet. So, if Trump
0: (sighs) did pardon himself preemptively before he left office, would that uh, mean that the Department of Justice under Biden could not pursue any charges, or the Southern District of New York, no, no one could pursue any charges against him? All hands off.
1: I think it would be really tough to see how that played out because you'd have to see what terms he gave himself. Like how Ford said anything that was done, but limited a period of time. The one definite thing we know is that you can't pardon yourself for future actions. So at this point, I don't know really how that would affect anything, but it does imply that there are some brackets on the time that, and actions that you define. But also that is such a crazy interpretation of the pardon power that Mm. I imagine it would be contested by whoever would be inclined to bring the case, whether it be the federal court of this state or, DC if it's about these protests. So any, he'd have to do it very quickly. And then I think people would appeal it. I think that the Department of Justice would probably have some questions and the case would move forward. Um, and then see, this is the tough thing because where might it end up? <laughs> the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah. And they don't. They honestly, even though it's the most conservative court we've seen in a long ass time, and they're starting their first full term, which is really terrifying. Um, they have not shown to be as willing to roll over as they have been. Yeah,
0: they uh, refuse to hear the case uh, that Trump's or attorneys brought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to uh, about about election fraud, which is a good sign because it means that and they're not going worse, to just allow so, yeah anything right. to be heard.
1: Um, so hopefully, that's a good sign. But. Um, <sighs> Yeah. Like who knows? I think Biden did a good job as like de facto healer in chief ahead of his actual inauguration. If you heard his statement Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, I thought that was, that was very powerful. Um, I, I don't know. It's tough because I think it was common for a
0: lot of people when they needed to hear someone at the top say, you know, be, be the, the adult in the room. Not to, And that we're God, all in the this terminals together. in the room. But I, yeah.
1: <laughs> but honestly, that's where we've gotten. And it was kind of nice to hear today because um, the end of the story, so the short-term story, is that both houses of Congress were like, we're going the fuck back in. Um, I assume before great sweeps were done for explosives. So like it, it really is heartening to know that bipartisanly they all wanted to go back. A lot of the folks who were going to mount objections, again, I'm not sure why this was the line for them, but they didn't mount them, Um, and the vote happened in both houses last night, Um, and the results were ratified, and and then Biden's going
0: to be sworn in. And honestly, um, everybody recognizes it. That is, I think that we the Capitol Police, if they aren't bracing for more of this on the 20th.
1: Well, at least inauguration is always battened down. I think that's part of it. And that's what some of the folks who were in national security were saying today is that um, we know to be prepared for certain events and that it's not really in the president's control to give a heads up that the inauguration is going to be a very high national security and local Mm -hmm. security day. So that's almost like that's already done. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not to say that Everybody's not going to come at them guns blazing, but at least like that's not new news. Um,
0: yeah, in a yeah. national security yeah. sense. So, well, it's, it's actually it's important to point out that um, the Capitol building in D.C. was not the only federal building that uh, there were protests at. There were attempts to take over federal buildings in other states as well. And states and so, too. Yeah, because our, our that- state
1: capitol was was. I don't know if
0: they did say oh that. no yeah other yeah uh, there were several states in which um moves were uh, attempts were made to <laughs> overtake the capitol building do? what so do you are, mean? but there but and listen <laughs> we can we can laugh and it is ridiculous but um the the there is a concerted organ- semi not really well planned but semi organized effort
1: organized in um, the violence, um, yeah behind definitely. the
0: scenes on places like parlor and reddit and uh you know other What's places parlor where- I just heard of that. Oh. <laughs> Parler is, Help. um, was created as sort of God. the rights version of Twitter, I believe, last year. It's gonna do the whole 4chan um, Reddit thing, isn't it? It kind of already has. They, it, they see that as, like, their social media site because the bastion they keep getting of kicked off Twitter and, because um, they, violate, they violate, um, the the rules the rules engagement. of decency. I don't yeah. know on twitter and so they get kicked off twitter and then of course they whine and moan about the fact that they um you know broke the rules and there were consequences because apparently they they think that there are none ever um See, this
1: is the risk and loophole of the free market that i've been hoping nobody noticed for like decades now and now they're figuring it out well, yeah,
0: and that's why they want to uh, get rid of Section 230, which, is, which protects um, social media companies from uh, legal ramifications of, of what is posted on their sites. Even
1: there, I think that like, legal ramifications in terms of you have a right unilaterally to use my platform in the mm-hmm. way that you choose, it, it's, a, it's parallel to me to the whole like, free speech argument. they are never going to be entities of the government until or unless they are. Um, which I don't know how I feel about that because that's a bit of a double-edged sword there. But it like, should not be. They absolutely should not be entities of the
0: government because then it depends then on who's in charge.
1: Like, short of that, you can't compel Twitter to like what you're saying. You are engaging yeah. in a free market and they want you to leave. So Tweeting is not a right. No. It's just not.
0: <laughs> which is why, yeah, so they, they created Parler as sort of their own... Um, version of that, and, yes. uh, so a lot of, uh, Dan Bongino and, um, you know, Miley Yiannopoulos, who was oh, deplatformed God. off Twitter and, like, lost all of his money. I
1: wonder money. if I think that matter, I think maybe that's still better, though, because then at least, yeah, it's got- you know, I mean, don't have the middle-of-the-road is- reach to, like, your aunt who doesn't know how to vet her sources on facebook mm-hmm. you know yeah it's i mean honestly it's like
0: it, parlor's never going to be as big as twitter it just won't it does it won't yeah, have the same it, usage. If it's
1: insular and they're just being mad like fine okay go circle jerk about how awful yeah. you are i mean the, the i i think that
0: the, i think that absolutely um those places should be allowed to exist i don't think that anyone they should be shut down or anything but um, this is where the, they talk, this is where they, they commune and discuss ideas like this and come up with plans like this, um, but and there the will always be corners laws. of the internet, yeah, there will right, always right. be corners of the internet where that exists, you it, can't shut everything same, down, nor should you, so. Right,
1: it's, it's going to be the same universal problem that we're still navigating just because of, uh, you know, the newness, the relative newness of it, about um how far we let free speech and threats and incitement go on the internet and that's not um a problem that's unique to political contexts or either party Mm -hmm. it's just and i think you and i have talked about it on this show a number of times it's like there's no great um first amendment roadmap for the internet and how much we mean go bomb this building or go kill these people or go riot and overthrow the government how intentional that is when you're mm-hmm. posting it on a website. So that's like yeah, it's a problem talk that shit all the time. Anyway. So and not so, everyone who whatever talks yeah. about
0: storming the capitol building actually storms the capitol building. Right. It and how do you distinguish be case, between there's a yeah.
1: there was like a first amendment case which of course the name escapes me now but um it was some guy who considered himself to be an artist uh, like a some sort of, uh, like a songwriter and he had had a DV, like a domestic violence background, and was getting divorced from his wife and posted some lyrics that were very specific about how he was going to kill her. And it was kind of grappling with like, is this a true threat? Because it's very specific. And there's a suggestion that he means it? Or is it um, hyperbolic art? <laughs> so that I mean, courts are still figuring out how to deal with that. And yeah. that's, we'll see. Um, Anyway, that's uh, that's parlor. That's what it is. That's parlor.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, th- we'll there is a We'll see how move. January 20th or
1: 21st, whatever it is this year goes.
0: I believe that's the 20th. Um, and yeah, we'll see how hopefully, I mean, uh, I hope they're better prepared this
1: time. Maybe they should do that. Maybe they should think about doing that. I think that. they will be better prepared this time because it's, yeah, part of it falls to Biden. And this also like red flag, as to transition to power because one of the big things that people were saying even before yesterday was that it's a big hole in national security. And Mm -hmm. given the current circumstances for vaccine distribution, which already is a mess, um, to not have security briefings and coordination with the incoming administration. So if that was a problem before, it's only gotten weirder in the wake of this and the weakness that our country is showing um, and the fact that these guys most of them were not wearing masks. But, like, good luck to Biden because this is going to be a mess, even if it all goes off without a hitch. At least Just, we have all three houses. Or, uh, so we have both branches houses, rather.
0: Not even branches.
1: Because, kind of. The courts, yeah. The judiciary we don't have. But we have oh, Congress, yeah. both houses of Congress, and the presidency.
0: Democrats, they have, you know, two years where they have, uh, you know, before before the election cycle starts up again. yeah. So they have two years where they have a uh, majority in the House, uh, the Republicans do not have majority in the Senate, and they have uh, the White House. So all of the stuff, they, for, yeah. Those of you watching at home. It'll be right,
1: 50-50 now with the two Georgia seats going Democratic. And then Republican. the tiebreaker. Is the vice As president, the uh, president of the Senate? Yeah, so Which she. Means they have be-
0: a lot more power than that we yeah. thought they would
1: have on November uh, or on election day. So, so we're going to need to see some power. Just thinking of the strategy that they have to use. We're also looking at an electorate that is way more closely divided than numerically than I thought they would be, and the vitriol has never been higher. So for folks who are in the Senate, and especially the House, and potentially campaigning for re-election, that's going to be interesting to see how we yeah. come together here. Ironically, mm-hmm. the people
0: in the Senate who will have the most power uh, right now, um, in terms of individu- the, the weight of their individual votes, will be moder- moderate Republicans like Mitt Romney, mm-hmm. who have to decide on many issues, whether to decide and with the party line Democrats, or I
1: think. Democrats. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so but it'll be an interesting strategy to watch play out, uh, and uh, it's definitely not all over just because the coup failed yesterday. So stay on your that. card, gang.
0: Just honestly, I the don't know, most like just the most bumbling attempt at it. it it's like it is. It, it is an insurrection, and it is like a coup attempt. And right, that, this is that the, can't be the dichotomy but, that.
1: I think we can reckon... I think it's fine. Like, it's not to belittle the violence and the <laughs> loss of, of life, life and what happened and the weight of it. But it was, that yesterday was. But you guys are such... Even that you achieved that, you still couldn't figure out, not to give them any ideas, but what to do in Nancy Pelosi's office except be like, here's a selfie. I'm using her
0: phone. Like, are you kidding me? Can you imagine... Like, uh, th- just imagine, like, getting into... The speaker of the house's it's office, a, and you're the first schoolers. thing in your head is like, uh, I want middle I want to schoolers. do this for the gram. Like, like, po- po- like I'm gonna take a photo of my Facebook friends. And I'll so be Like,
1: like okay, oh, and my then taking God. a piece of her mail,
0: which is a felony. And that's why this is why I think truly, they don't think there will be consequences for their actions. Because if you are committing these crimes and if you are committing felonies. And mm-hmm. you understood the weight of what you were doing, and you thought that you would be held accountable. You would not be going in. Right. But I, that's what I'm saying. They don't, that, I mean, they don't to, understand it, and they that's don't to think assume that, will that be They know what federal is
1: versus state. Like, I, that's a tall order.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, stupidity might be a factor, but if they thought that there would or be. lack of education. If I would they say, thought yeah. that they were would be held accountable for what, for what they were doing. I don't think that they would march in there and hold a photo shoot on the dais and take a podium and walk out. If yeah. you if they were really serious and understood and thought that they were going to face any consequences, if they understood like oh I and like not that I'm even saying like oh they're naive and therefore what they did was well, like I think like, they I, probably I,
1: are in the sense that they have not had like it's been a long standing republican mission to uh, get education and civics and awareness and equity out of control of the common person so yeah a lot of this is a game to them yeah and
0: they don't think that they don't think that they're going to be held accountable for it they don't think that there will be consequences and that is because they're looking at their, Daddy told him there wouldn't their be. Leader. They're looking at the head of their, of th- they're looking at the, the, you know, the person who they've looked to for any kind of leadership at all for the last four years. And he doesn't seem Commander to face any consequences. The and he comes out and, and calls them special little boys who he loves so much. And he just, you know, he, an I angel. understand. I understand that you're mad, but you got to go home now. And it's but like
1: Eric. Eric will of never. I don't be think they're gonna face consonants. as special to him as these boys are.
0: And that he has that's never spoken great. to either of his sons with the amount Ooh. of uh, affection that he right? spoke to his supporters. Who, Absolutely, who raided the capital. His
1: felon supporter, his insurrecto supporters.
0: Don Jr. was just watching that video with tears streaming down his face <laughs> because his daddy never told him he loved him. <laughs> well, all right. Um, I, I, I think guess, we can. I think we covered everything pretty well. No
1: better place to tap out than that. Um, yeah. So we'll probably tune back in before inauguration. Maybe we'll do a Twitch stream. Um, and. I'm sure a lot is likely to change until then. I'm glad we all survived the first week of the new year. Uh, we released some of our first Patreon material. If you're inclined to join us, we would be yeah. stoked about it. We hope you will be too. Um, what yeah, is-
0: the, uh, we'll put the link in the description, but it's patreon.com slash sleeping uh, we got cards. We got stickers. We will get them to you. And yeah, we're gonna uh, we release our first be famous episode. We're gonna be rolling yeah, out about Martin bonus Shkreli, Shkreli
1: on our Patreon now about Martin Shkreli and his latest love affair, um, which is lamentably not with me. But that's fine, you know. Mackenzie, It ain't over yet. Just always it's a, a star year cross
0: new lovers, year. you know. Yeah, I know.
1: Um. So oh, if also, like to I join have a new have job, so I'm, there. Oh, yeah. I'm coming back to New York, and Brooke and I will be in studio doing stuff in a semi-professional setting, so that'll be sick. Yeah, after you've quarantined and decontaminated. Oh, it. they're making me do all sorts of kooky stuff to come back, so um, this is me just unabashedly bragging, um, especially because I've been in, like, minor stress mode that I've been trying not to betray on the podcast, mm-hmm. even though our last episode was about, like, health insurance in part, and I'm like, oh my god, I might not have it in, like, a week. <laughs> but, so, thank god I got a new job. Um, Woo! So, Congrats, Mackenzie. Thank you. I'm senior counsel to the New York State uh, Senior Administrative Judge, and I'll be working with the Office for Justice Initiatives. So, raising the age of criminal responsibility juvenile justice stuff um child welfare very exciting really fun on the on the adjacent stuff
0: yeah front lines of criminal justice reform look at you we're very proud we're very proud of our kenzie yeah and there we go there we go don't tell i won't never that's me being judicial (laughs) You're you're very professional Um, all right, guys. Uh, if you want to hear certain things in bonus episodes, um, and, uh, get involved on in our Patreon, you can let us know. We would like yeah, to give you content that you actually want. So if you have, if you want us to do, we're thinking of doing like a Q&A, like an, uh, like an Ask Me Anything situation or something like that.
1: We're making um, weird merchandise. Um, we making weird merch.
0: It's all coming. you. So you know to where you. to find
1: us. Uh, if you're on Patreon, you lovely little beings, um, you can message us there you can also use our social media, and you can use our social media even if you're not on our Patreon, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, where, We're can they for find, buddies. where can they uh, find your face, mouth, and other parts? It's uh, Brooke Angeline on Instagram. It's
0: at BKE Rogers on Twitter. Where can they find you, Mackenzie?
1: Um, so I am MKZ Joy Brennan on Instagram, and I guess I'm back on Twitter now. Uh, that was a nice month of freedom, and I'm Get Me to a Nunnery, but the two is the number two. Alright guys, um welcome to twenty twenty-one, guys.
0: Folks Don't do a coup this week.
1: Please stay away.
0: Don't Stop do it. it. Don't commit a felony this week unless it's a good one, a fun one. Bye. Bye. Bye.